Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? I'm Brendan. I'm Jared. And welcome to NY Fly Zone. This is episode 13. Free Bobby Schmurda edition. He is free, ladies and gentlemen. We have to celebrate the start of the show. Man is free. The king of New York is back. It's been six years, a long time serving. Uh, it's nice to have you back, Bobby. Shout out, Bobby Schmurda. Excited to see what you do with the rap game. But nonetheless, episode 13 is on the horizon. About to get in. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Talking about Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, further, we're going to talk about how that affects Sam Darnold and his trade value. And finally, we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson as recent news came out with the teams that he's preferred. And additionally, to finish it off, we're going to talk about the All-Star as the roster came out. Potential snubs. So first, you know, someone else who was released from, um, you know, not from prison, but from the Eagles organization. Carson Wentz gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a conditional second-round pick that could turn into a uh, first-round pick and a third-round pick. So, you know, not as much that, you know, the, the Matthew Stafford deal was for, but, we you know, we expected that with Carson Wentz, even though rumors were circulating that Eagles are looking for two first-round picks. But we all knew that the Eagles were bluffing. They were capping. We're not going to get that. So... You know, obviously, this move was a shock. You know, I didn't see it coming. So, Brendan, you know, initial thoughts, who won this trade? I think you need to sit down and just take – we need to take a look and dissect what both of these teams are acquiring. So, if you look at Philadelphia, they are letting their – when Sylvania leave, they're letting their guy who, uh, you know, had that MVP caliber season, who – has been declining a little bit uh, from a statistical standpoint. But, you know, just like how us Jets fans or the league likes to use that excuse of the organization, the lack of support, the lack of weapons for Sam Darnold, I think it's fair to use this for a Carson once. And that's something that should be heavily considered. Now, I think, I think that both – I think that this was the right move for Philadelphia – in the situation that they were in. I think, I don't think that they should have ever gotten to this point that, but you know what mistakes were made. There was a crack within this, within this organization. There's a fracture here between this relationship and it was just, it had to happen. Now, if you look at what they acquired from this, a conditional uh, second that can be a first potentially. And to unravel that, Carson needs to be at least attending 75% of the games that he's playing. Now we know that he has an injury injury past. We know that very, he, very injury prone. He's very injury prone. So I could definitely see a situation where unfortunately, and we don't want injuries. We don't like injuries. I could see a situation where Carson could get injured and he just may miss that 75% margin. And next thing you know, the Indianapolis Colts or, or the, or the Philadelphia Eagles 
are getting, you know, that second round pick and not the first round pick. I mean, look, I feel like no matter how good Carson Wentz does with the Colts, the Eagles have lost his trade. You know, to even acquire this guy, they moved up in the draft. They got in 2016, they acquired the Browns' number two pick for a fourth, fourth round pick and their first round pick in, uh, for the number eight pick and the number third pick in that draft. A fourth round in 2016 and a first round in 2017. They gave up a lot of picks for this guy, Carson Wentz, who then later in you know five years, they trade away for only two picks. So, you know, you could say that, you know, Carson Wentz was, you know, his time was up, which I think we agree it was. But I feel like this is a, a lose for the Eagles no matter how – how well you know he plays for the Colts, or how bad he does for the Colts. No, so, you. Yeah, simply they gave up too. They to get this guy, they gave up too much, and then they didn't get that same value in return. It's definitely look. It's definitely been a catastrophe here for Philadelphia. It's crazy to think that this team hoisted the Lombardi Trophy only three years ago. Like it's absolutely, it's mind-boggling yeah. to think that. You know, they kissed goodbye their head coach. They kiss goodbye in what they once thought was their franchise quarterback, and it seems to be that they are changing directions. I understand where you're coming from completely, um, and I honestly do think that I agree with you. Um, I like how you bring up the point where they have, they've invested too much in for him to let go, but this is the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles, man. You have Carson Wentz. You have a quarterback. You have drafted correctly. I mean, aside from his injuries, there's no reason not to like him. Like, he – He's even done some crazy things this year with the lack of talent that he's had. And putting him on the Indianapolis Colts is going to be scary. Watch Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson, and watch the stuff that he's going to be doing. And watch how you put Wentz and you give him a good line for once and weapons and, and a great defense. It's going to be something interesting. It's honestly yeah. Super Bowl or bust for the Colts. And, and, and I'm so excited to see this happen. Yeah, no, like Carson Wentz is going from, you know, being sacked the most in the NFL, you know, this past season to getting protected by, you know, the NFL's top, probably arguably, what, 5-3 offensive line. You know, Quinton Nelson will be there, so he'll be protected. And, you know, maybe that helps his injury, you know, status more because he's going to be protected. And all good quarterbacks who are protected usually do well. And, you know, I like how you're saying Super Bowl or bust for these Colts. The Colts are basically trading their picks for the potential that Carson Wentz has because you're not going to know what you're going to get. They still have Jacoby Brissett. He's, you know, proven he could be a quarterback. But Carson Wentz, he could, you're the, I don't know if you're going to get that MVP Carson Wentz anymore, but I don't think you're going to get that low shell of himself, less than 50% completion Carson Wentz that we saw in those Eagles this past season you know what do you think is the ceiling for Carson Wentz this season I think he can win comeback player of the year like I think he's the prime candidate to do that you put him in a situation that you know has fostered quarterbacks look at what they did with just Philip Rivers this old man like he's an old man and you got to give him so much credit honestly for approaching in, in the playoffs and bouncing from team to team and adjusting playbooks and, you know, being able to cultivate a organization and exceed expectations. I wouldn't say maybe exceed, but honestly, putting yourself in that playoffs position probably is exceeding. It probably just is meeting where we all thought he'd be. 
And now you're putting in a quarterback like Carson Wentz that is younger. That and and a it's better arm than Rivers too. Yeah, no, Rivers Rivers got that noodle arm. Like he's literally like <laughs> like a sidearm just tossing it. Nah, nah, I'm playing. I got respect for you, Rivers. But um, but Carson Wentz. I mean, this man. He's he's a very interesting prospect, very interesting specimen. I mean, hell, you're the Giants fan. You've witnessed going up against him two times a year. Was not fun. Probably great to fun. see him leave your division. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm scared of Jalen Hurts a little bit, low key. But you know, seeing Wentz, like the the Giants couldn't buy a win against the Eagles ever since you know they went on that Super Bowl run, making the playoffs like back to back seasons. But we have to remember the team that won the Super Bowl was not led by Carson Wentz. It was led by Nick Foles. So we have to see how Carson Wentz does with this Colts squad. You know, it's going to be interesting for him because it's not like the team is building around him. The team is already there, and he's being added to it. So we'll see how the chemistry gels with that. Yep, 2016 when he's drafted out of uh, North Dakota State, he put up 3,782 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Since then, he made that leapfrog to that MVP caliber season. Um, and he was putting up 3,296 yards, three, 33 touchdowns to just seven he was, interceptions. He was going to be the MVP that year if he didn't get hurt. And that's, that's what's unfortunate. And since then, he's been able to, up until 2020, he was very consistent. Like, let's, let's look at 2018. 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Then you look at 2019, 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Jared, these Not are bad. prime numbers, numbers. Those are good numbers. That you want for a quarterback. You can't and his team wasn't even that this. good. His team wasn't even that good, too. So When you have a quarterback that's putting these statistics up, you just can't walk away from it. And then 2020, we have 2020. Where you know it has affected all, it's gotten the worst out of all of us. But um, yeah, he, he puts he puts up two thousand six hundred and twenty yards, sixteen touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. So listen, Carson started to make some bad decision making. I understand he didn't really have that supporting cast, but I blame the organization here. I really do. Um, the way that it has unfolded on him has just it's been catastrophic. I really believe that this organization has turned their back on Carson once. Um, they they didn't trust him. They ultimately. I mean, they, uh, they shouldn't even trust him when they drafted Jalen Hurts in the first round. So, yeah, being a wide receiver, you know? Yeah. And they didn't even allow him to audition his skills towards the end of the year, allow him to, you know, fight for that trade compensation. Like, they never allowed to. It's just, I think it was a whole organizational dysfunction that went on in Philadelphia. And, um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And allowing him to go to the Indianapolis Colts that has a top 10, easily a top 10 offensive line. I'd, I'd say top five offensive line in this league. Is gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to compliment Carson. And this really gives him an opportunity to show us NFL fans, these lovers of the game, what, he, what he's truly capable of. And the head coach is going to compliment him too. Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator slash QB coach for the Eagles Super Bowl winning team. So that connection is there already. Carson Wentz's best season was with the Colts as head coach. So we'll see what magic they'll work with. And who was Carson Wentz's weapons back in, you know, this past couple of years? Alshon, an aging Alshon Jeffrey. You know, now he has T.Y. Hilton. You know. Jonathan know if, Taylor, Michael Jonathan Pittman. Ta- oh, he's, he has weapons, man. Did you see that uh, Michael Pittman Jr. won't be giving up his number 11, though, to Wentz? 
I don't know if that's yeah. He said he said that's my number. No way. So we're gonna see once in a different number then. We're gonna see once a different number. I'm in my head. Maybe that's good for him. Maybe it's good for him. New team, new number, new city. So what number do you think he's gonna get? A crisp. I guess he went in a crisp twelve. Nah, nah. They didn't retire that for luck. Is that retired? I don't know. They retired it. People. uh, He probably can't take that unit. Right. I mean, you think Lux get deserves a retired number? I mean, he's good, but. He 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 retired on his team when they were in prime Super Bowl contention. He got booed nah, off the nah. field. By his I mean, nah, nah, like nah. You got, it's all love and respect for yeah, for yeah. Andrew Luck and Indy. True, true. So he might not take that number. Maybe number seven or something. I know he can't take. I can't QI's see him with number 13. seven. Maybe ten. Maybe ten. ten. Maybe a ten. fourteen. I can see him with fourteen. Yeah, but you know, once does that create locker room issues? Not getting that number. I don't know. If Michael Pittman gets less targets this year, you'll know why. And then also, not to mention Ty Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, you know, uh, more options for Carson. And this team is just, it's so well-equipped. They, they really are under the radar, really tough-nosed, strong team, well-coached. Yeah, this and team I made think, it in the playoffs ahead of the Dolphins this past year, surprising everyone. Yeah, and I think that this, I think that they may catch some teams by surprise next year. And it's going to be interesting to have Carson in the AFC. Yeah, for sure, you know. Once I predict a bounce back here, not MVP caliber once, but it will be definitely better than this past couple of years with the Eagles. Brennan, final words on Wentz? I think it's great for him. I'm rooting for him. Uh, it's troublesome for me as a Jets fan, an additional uh, firepower in the AFC. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to see him leave that dumpster fire uh, of Philadelphia and what they have turned out to be. And, uh, and I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm excited to see him do well. And I think he's going to have a bounce back here himself. So moving on, Jared, we have seen two big quarterback dominoes fall. These domino pieces fall. First, you have Matthew Stafford. Second, you have Carson Wentz. The third piece that we were speculating uh, would be Sam Darnold. After seeing this value... After seeing this trade value being proposed and being and and have and occur, does this drop or raise Sam Darnold's value? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it lowers Sam Darnold's value. It's, it sucks for you know Jets fans and you because you know I thought maybe he get a first for him, but this Wentz deal, like had to you know. Do you agree with me that Wentz has more? potential talent than Sam Darnold. So this is what I'm going to say. This is my take on what you're asking. I think that they're two different specimens. I think Carson Wentz has, is the better prospect, the better win now prospect. He has proven it. And, and, and then you look at a Sam Darnold, you're betting on his potential. Yeah, I see what you mean there, but Sam Darnold, you know, gonna I could see the same type of deal, conditional second round, and a third pick. I feel like that would be you know what his value is, and I don't know if a team is willing to give that first round pick. I know there was rumors that the 49ers might have been willing to. I don't know if they still are, but Sam Darnold ultimately has never played up to what Carson Wentz has played up to so far in this career, even though Sam Darnold could you know, very well be a great quarterback one day. He hasn't proven that he would be great. He's proven he'll be good. 
like Wentz has proven to be great, basically. So I don't know if that, you know, makes teams less inclined to give up that first pick. Ultimately, I believe he'll be, he will be traded, but this definitely, I feel like, hurts his value a lot. I'm going to argue with you on that. I think that if you look at the teams, I think that it's going to create a bidding war. And we know how many teams are desperate for a quarterback. Now yeah. you even have, you know, Big Ben staying. We know we're going to talk about that later. So that is going to create a bidding war. I think that this, if anything, now having Carson leave, now having a Matthew Stafford leave, be dealt off of the market, this incentivizes Sam Darnold. It makes teams want him more. And it's going to make teams to go behind closed doors and raise that value. And a report actually just came out recently that, and this is no surprise, but the Jets are not willing, we'll listen, we'll entertain, the New York Jets will, are going to entertain and listen uh, phone calls for a Sam Darnold, but they're not going to deal him until the evaluation for this year's quarterback draft um, prospects. Then that makes sense. You know, do their due diligence and, you know, look at these guys and be like, will any of these guys be better than Sam Darnold is? Could be for us. So as, the, you know, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, that staff is putting together the criteria, the little check, bo- the checking the boxes to figure this out. You're going to have calls. You're going to have teams that are calling for a Sam Darnold. You're going to have team. You're going to have the Washington football team. Look at them and say, huh, we were a playoff team. We, we won our division. We have a great defense. We have a great offense. We have a great supporting cast. We have, we have, we have it all to really get this in the right direction. We're only lacking a quarterback. I'm, I need to get the Sam Darnold kit because he's young, because he, because he showed a lot of promise in, in college, his collegiate gear. Um, and another thing that I want to mention is, is that this time is for when all these NFL agents and these GMs, it, it's, we're going to notice who, what their stance were on these quarterbacks. So imagine like a, a Washington football team or a, a, another quarterback team like Chicago. Now is the time they can get a Sam Darnold. If they were high on him in 2018 out of USC, they can get him now. We're going to figure out very shortly how high they are on him. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a Jets fan, as someone that studies the draft religiously every year, that listens to multiple sources, that wants to hear where the buzz is and understand where it's coming from, Sam Darnold was a highly likable uh, prospect out of the 2018 NFL draft. A lot of people were shocked and, and that Baker Mayfield went number one overall. And I believe that there's teams out there that are still believers in him. Um, and I think that you're going to probably get somewhere similar to a Carson once, but I would not be shocked if he surpasses it. Yeah, I agree with you on two points you brought up. One is, you know, with Wentz and Stafford both off the boards, the QB market, you know, does become smaller. So there is more competition for that spot. And the bidding war, you know, could very well be accurate. These teams have to make a move quicker rather than later. And, you know, to prevent another QB can't take it off the board, they might go ahead and offer that first-round pick if they value, you know, the draft less than players that could play on the field now. And also, the one thing that I see about Sam Darnold is his age compared to Carson Wentz. Darnold is 23 years old. He could still theoretically, if you're thinking, you know, in terms of like Drew Brees, Tom Brady numbers, about 16, 17 more years in this league. He still has a chance to be a franchise quarterback. 
And if I like the point where you made up, you know, Chicago wanted to draft him back in 2017, was it? 2018? 2018. A lot of teams. A lot, a lot yeah, of He was arguably, you know, the best. I was surprised when the Browns took Baker Mayfield too and not, you know, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. So, you know, just this is, a, this is their second chance now. So I think a team definitely, you know, he's very – Sam Darnold is very – He's a high commodity, I would say. He's a commodity. Young quarterback, still has time to get imprinted on by these head coaches. Someone with who has an offensive mind and a good system around him can make Sam Darnold into a great player. So, you know, thinking about that, I'm just thinking 49ers right now. Top of my, Mike Shanahan, that, you know, offensive core with Kittle and B.J. Ayuk. I don't, be, I don't. I don't. I think. I think it would be good for Sam, but I don't think Jimmy G is leaving. And I don't think you. I mean, I understood question mark. I got that all along, but I don't see that happening this year. Um, I. I think that, and I think that, like, what's the purpose of getting rid of someone? And I know Jimmy G is injury prone. I understand that there's issues with his contract. I'm not pro it. I don't. I, I honestly would be very concerned if I was running the if I was writing the ship for the 49ers. But he, he seems to already have a very close relationship with his players. He seems to, he seems to be the commander out there in, in, the, Niner, in the 49ers um, out in the Bay. I just – I don't see that happen. I, I think Washington football team makes, like, the most sense because they have the pieces around them. It's, they need a quarterback. They need to start new. They, and, and they're going to want to really pull the trigger on it. And it'd be a good with Ron Rivera, I feel like Ron Rivera, and then not even that, but let's just like I, I think that Carolina makes the most sense for Deshaun right now. I, I, I really do, and I mean the mm-hmm. Jets too. But we could talk about that later. But even even Sam Darnold in Carolina, like you put Sam Darnold, Ron Rivera, you got Matt Rule, then you got you can reunite him with his former best friend, his former boy Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's just like Christian True, McCaffrey, like. That's just a great place for him to go, smaller market. Like, there's – look, there's a lot of great places for him to go, and it's, it's really sad to see him leave, to see him walk. And, Jared, I'm telling you, these GMs, these 31 other GMs in this league have not forgotten that he was the third overall pick. And they don't forget his raw talent, his athleticism. You see LeBron tweeting at him, Patrick Mahomes tweeting at him on Thursday night, maneuvering through the pocket, making plays with his legs, standing out. I think a lot of players – or a lot of GMs and personnel look at Sam Darnold and they think, oh, yeah, he's that young kid that was, that was a product of, of Adam Gase. And, and they understand who was coaching him and, and the mentals. Um, you have Bill Belichick who highs but, but speaks absolutely nothing but the utmost best of Sam Darnold. And fun fact, they actually reached out to the New York Jets and called about inquiring him. And as I said earlier, I don't see that happening at all, Jared. Yeah, not nah, no way they're gonna trade their you know potential because the Jets know Sam Darnold still has potential, but they just feel like maybe his time is up in New York, so they would hate to see him go to like the Patriots and see him perform you know well, even if the Patriots offered a first round pick. I, the Jets, it's just it's it's unethical to do that to your fan base, and to, you know to save your butts later on. So I like you know. What you think about him going to Washington or to Carolina? Um, 49ers, 
I feel like would be great for Darnold. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I feel like that he would be, you know, that would be any team's best um, destination and great defense. Recently, he went to the Super Bowl. But, you know, like how you mentioned, low market team in Carolina. Sam Darnold's not the most, you know, I feel like he's not the most marketable guy in New York. But even though he's a class act in the media, but we'll see. It'll be exciting. And, you know, as you said, they're going to have to evaluate the QBs at first in the draft. So we probably won't get any uh, Sam Darnold trade news for, a, you know, maybe another week, I would say, to like yeah. another big update. Yeah, I don't think we're dealing Sam until uh, – Like near until, draft, right? Uh, I'd say late March earliest because because you got Fields – or you got Fields. I'm not sure when – Fields is – draft is pro day i want to say is like march in the march 20, 20th range and then i'm pretty sure zach wilson's is like this week so you can look that up we could double check that so we know that joe douglas is going to be in the stands for that we know that we're going to be watching and look you know what it's good that we are being that we're exerting communication in this moment because we're not jabbing behind donald's back we're not doing this itty gritty uh, behavior. We're being honest, and right now we're we're trying to right this ship. We're trying to do what is best for our organization because we control the board. We control the draft. The draft starts at pick number two. We you're know basically, you're basically the first pick. We're the first pick, and there's a, there's some good quarterbacks here. So basically, the Jets have a prime situation right now where if they feel any sense of discomfort or disbelief within Sam Donald, we can press that reset button right now. And we have the perfect opportunity to do so. And as I said several times, I, I love, I genuinely have nothing but utmost respect for Sam Donald. And I definitely do think that he can be a starter in this league. And he is a starter in this league. I think he could be a successful star in this league. But at the end of the day, I do think that evaluating these other quarterbacks, like a Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or perhaps a, um, or perhaps a Sean Watson, the price is right is worth uh, conducting because we have seen three years. We have three ta- years of tape of Sam Darnold and we have not seen him take that next leap in a Jets uniform. And there's been a lot of concerns with him in this organization when it comes to him on the field with him, turnover prone, decision-making stuff that he does and, and missing wide open receivers. Um, and it's, it's a problem with him and it may be in best interest for both to just move on. And you know, if as Zach Wilson is one of these next stars and we pass on him, if we pull a 2018 or 17 NFL draft uh, where we take a safety when Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes is on the board, if we do that, I mean, obviously we wouldn't take a safety. But I'm saying if we decide to run with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson goes to the Falcons and, he's, and he wins rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, no, we can't do it. We can't make mistakes. We have to make the right decision. And I'm glad that Sam's aware. I'm glad that we're all in the same boat, and we need to. We just need to do our homework. The Jets have power, but also have a risk of making the wrong decision. You know, with power comes responsibility. You know, do you see? Speaking of, you know, the power the Jets have. What on a scale of one to ten, how likely are the Jets to land Deshaun Watson? I think that if we if he's our guy, like it, so like they're going to have this conversation. I'm sure this conversation was probably included in, um, in Salva's press, in his, in his interview. Like mm-hmm. I really, 
look, we're the front runners. We have everything that they want. We have Houston drooling over us and, and what we have. The second overall pick, maybe Seattle's pick. Oh, you want a first round next year? Oh, you want Sam Darnold? Oh, my God. Just think about that. Nobody can offer these things. And we have, I have this argument back and forth in my mind. Do I want Watson? Do I want to pay him $40 million a year? Do I want to, you know, um, trade and give up all our future assets to put him in a similar situation with depth of roster depth? Do I want to do that? Is it worth it? And you know what? It's it's 50-50 because, because a quarterback it's hard. It's hard a quarterback, to... there's no price tag on a franchise quarterback. There's no True. price tag True. on a franchise quarterback. So if we go out there and we give three first round picks or four or five, hell six, for Deshaun Watson and he's and he's lighting up the league and he's a top three quarterback, okay, we won the trade. Okay, that's good for our organization. But you asked me a question, Jared. You said how confident are you? With what are the chances of us landing Deshaun yeah, Watson? I, I can tell you right now, it probably is 70-30. It probably is 70-30. And, and that, we, that we don't land him. And the reason mm-hmm. why I'm saying that is because I think that the long – is that if Joe Douglas selects a quarterback this draft, then the longer he stays. So he, he by default – has a longer time frame to interesting restructure, take. Interesting. rebuild. Interesting. And and I don't think I, I don't think that and and I don't think that he's gonna trade away all of what he works to build up. Like he was able to just get rid of the cancers, the the distractions, the, the issues. And we're in a prime situation. What is so bad about and nothing's bad about it, but just imagine just taking Zach Wilson and then mm-hmm. you have a first round pick this year, then a second, then two thirds, then a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and then of two first next year, like that's kind of hard to pass away. Yeah. And I think that we're going to just keep, we're going to hold our cards and we're going to take Zach Wilson. That's what I think. That's my gut. Yeah. You know, even if I feel like if you're the jets, you have too many assets to give up right now and you're not even in a position to win now. Exactly. So that's why I have to agree with like, you're, you know, 70% not going to happen. Like you have all these draft picks coming and if even half of them don't work out, but half of them, these guys are like borderline pro bowlers, you've won like the deal by not taking Deshaun Watson, I feel like. And I like your point about Joe Douglas, you know, he's going to have, if he has a quarterback, you know, who he has to develop, it won't be on him until a couple of years down the road. So he'll have time if he grabs a quarterback in this draft. And, you know, I just feel like the longer – and longer the Watson rumors continued, the least likely he's going to be traded, to be honest. Because for to the Jets or just no, like just in general, general, it's it's just the Texans have you know been very like adamant about you know not wanting to trade him. I feel like, and that might to me it's a mistake if they don't because Watson's going to just you know I, I don't know if he's I don't even know if Watson will sit out. He's the type of guy who you know who would go out there. And be there for his teammates, but not the organization. I, I think he would sit out. I think he's frustrated. I think he's been he's distraught. I think he's out mm-hmm. uh, of of this, and um, he respectfully so is. But with the Jets, could you imagine if we make this blockbuster trade, and I mean, and then we're and then we aren't able to? No, no, I'm not even trying to hype it up. I'm being, yeah, yeah. I'm being hypothetical. Imagine if we give away all of our future, right? And we take Deshaun Watson, and we don't and. And this is, this is why I say we shouldn't do it. Because if we get Deshaun, okay, maybe we get Allen Robinson. Awesome. All right. Are we going to change our whole roster? We have money, but is it going to happen? No, because there's 31 other teams that have money too. 
and, and that are trying to get people. And think about it. We got a good division. Do we beat the Pats twice? No, we beat them once with Deshaun Watson. I'm a Jets fan. I know this, I know this shit thick, thick and thin. Do we beat the Dolphins twice? No, they're 10-6 team. They can, no, I, maybe we beat them once. Do we beat the Bills once? Probably not. Probably not. Like, honestly, probably not. So you do all of this stuff to, to get that outcome? Hell no, because then things are just going to start stirring. Oh, it's Joe Douglas, the guy. He traded away the arsenal for Deshaun for an 8-8 team. Um, I don't think that this is happening. I really don't. I think Deshaun, I think Deshaun is – I think Carolina makes sense for him. I think that's probably his best uh, spot for him. And, um, and, and yeah. What does Carolina have to offer in the Watson trade, though? Dude, I'm hearing – and I know that this is just draft season. Rumors are just among us. It's just – it's all brewing. But I heard a source that they want – that they are willing to give anything it costs, like including Christian McCaffrey. And then this is where everyone needs to just calm down and just, like, remember that this is just all just, just – it's all smoke. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, we see this stuff happen every year. Um, but I do, I definitely could see a scenario where they are willing to sell some key assets. I don't know about their star running back. I think that they would rather prefer a CMC and Deshaun Watson together, both wearing the the blue and, and black and silver. But, you know, who knows? They can, I mean, they got first, they got draft compensation. Um, I think that ultimately Deshaun goes to the team that that suits the Houston Texans the best and, and that pleases them the best. Um, ultimately, organizations, players don't have all the control over organizations, but, um, but, I, but you know, we have seen, getting on to our next topic, as we speak about Deshaun, he, it has been confirmed that he will accept a trade offer since he has a trade clause on, on his contract to the New York Jets, to the Miami Dolphins, and to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, no, so the Dolphins have been linked to Deshaun Watson a lot. And that's what I know from, you know, hypothetically, if you're, you know, the Jets, if you're, you know, Joe Douglas, is there any, in, like, inclination to, you know, get Watson to prevent the Dolphins to get from getting Watson? Like 1,000%. And that's why this whole thing yeah, is so complicated. So, so many um, layers, you know. Because if you take Deshaun, you're weakening a divisional opponent. And honestly, no, this is true. If we get Deshaun, he is the best quarterback in our division. Correct. He is our best quarterback in the division. He could, yeah, no. And, and look, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be complaining. I'm not going to be complaining. If we get him, we get Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to be complaining. But I'm just telling you, my gut with this organization, we try getting nice things and it, and it, and it stabs us in the back. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like we've learned, we went down this route too many times to, to take a different, to take the same approach. You know, you see the Mike McCagnon era, you see the Mike Tannenbaum era and all the GMs and what they try to do. And, and usually the Johnsons, they like to make these splashes to fill seats. Uh, you sign Tebow, you do this, you, you know, like it's ridiculous, like the stuff that they do. And I don't think, and I think when it comes to building Super Bowl teams, look at, look at the Buffalo Bills. It, it took time. It, it took strategic planning to like stack players up one after another. And then finally, oh, we're going to take Josh Allen. You know what I'm talking about? Like this has been yeah. subliminally be building 
for years mm-hmm. while EJ Manuel was their quarterback and who else? Tyrod um, Taylor. Ty- Tyrod Taylor was their quarterback. Like that's how you build it. You silently grind. And, um, but you know, to answer your question, it 1000% is, and who knows, maybe it's just smoke screen from, from Miami. Maybe Miami is like, screw it. We do like Tua, yeah. and we just want to, we just want to bait trap the jets to go in here. You never know. This is so all psychological much. warfare. It, it is and, a bit with that. Yeah. If but I'm the Dolphins, if you believe in Tua, you gotta stick with Tua because he's a former national champion. You know, shout out our comp professor taught him in class one time. But if you're the Dolphins, making this trade would be, you know, you would have the best quarterback in the division with a team that just barely made the playoffs, went ten and six, who has. You know, pretty average weapons. You know, they're not, they're the third, they're the second best team in the AFC East. So, and that's with, without Watson. So, I mean, if the Dolphins get Watson, do you even like compare them? Are they better than the Bills to get Watson? I'd say that they're probably right there with them. I, w- I don't think I'm going to say that they're better because we've seen the Bills go out there and do extraordinary things. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, no, I mean, Buffalo was one game away from the Super Bowl. Um, Miami still definitely has some ways to go. Um, this is their first time having a winning seat. You know what I mean? It's been like they're, they're definitely going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely I, – I still, I still would take Buffalo being favorites. Um, and then I think that Miami would be right behind them. Um, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I don't think he's going to Miami. He's not going to Miami. I really don't think so. Because you think, you think it's Panthers versus Jets race right now? No, I just don't think that it's Miami because I don't think that they are, they want to trade with their former pick. I, don't, I, don't, I know that sounds crazy and I know that they shouldn't, that it's a new, they have a new coach now, new GM, but like, but like I don't think that they I don't think that, that that's what they want to do. I, I think that I really do think that another team is gonna come out of here and just surprise everyone. Like like a Carolina or who knows, maybe Denver's like, all right, goodbye, Drew Locke. This is Deshaun Watson. And they package something crazy. Like, oh, um The Broncos could definitely do try to do something like So no, I think I think it's gonna be mayhem. I think as the draft approaches we're going to see some crazy stuff happen. Hmm. And, um, and like I said before, if the Jets want Watson, he'll be our quarterback. That's how – that's we hold all the cards. We have the second overall pick. And, but I'm just telling you, as a Jets fan, I, I, don't think, I don't think that's the wisest decision. Well, 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 uh, let's move on to some basketball. It was announced like about a month ago that they were going to have an all-star game this year. You know, I missed COVID-19 and missed – all these guidelines and they uh, said the NBA was like, you know, F it, let's have an all-star game. So they released, you know, the all-stars on each squad and uh, here are the starters for each uh, team. In the East, there's Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving. And in the West, it's Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Nikolai Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. And the reserves, Jalen Brown, Celtics, Anthony Davis, Lakers, Paul George, Clippers, Rudy Gobert, Jazz, James Harden, Nets, Zach Levine, first-time All-Star, 
on the Bulls, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, the Nick himself, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikolai Vucevic, and Zion, high-flying Zion Williamson. And we know with every All-Star game, there are snubs. Brendan, who, who is the biggest snub? I'm going to go with Devin Booker. You got someone who Wet, was averaging like on book. 25 points per game. Like, this man absolutely deserves to be here. The fact that he is not wearing an all-star jersey, that he will not be participating, is it's disappointing. And I, I you know, but there's there's always going to be snubs, though. I mean, I mean, yeah. what do you think? Do you think Chris Paul should 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 be over like Book? Like, like, what do you think? Man, I mean, it's kind of. I feel like Booker is most is the captain of the Suns team. He's the face of the Suns, and is arguably on the same level as Chris Paul in this in his career right now. And Chris, the way Chris Paul's playing. So, I mean, ultimately, I feel like Booker might get on the team anyway because I don't know if AD with his injury is going to be playing in the All-Star game. So, I feel like Booker might squeeze in as like an injury replacement. But the fact that he didn't get in on the first go-around is kind of eye-opening to me. Seeing Zion Williamson was, uh, you know, a surprise. Not saying that Zion hasn't been, you know, balling this year, but I feel like it's that's just the NBA trying to get people to watch, to be honest. We get to watch LeBron versus Zion or them on the same team because then they're going to do a draft again. So, but my biggest snub is from Atlanta, Trey Young. You know, the Hawks, they've been playing better basketball than last year. They are below 500, but... Bro, he's, he's shooting 37% from three, nine and a half assists per game. He is just, you know, he's an all, if I'm thinking of all-star player, I think of Trey Young, the way he leads his team, the swagger he has. I feel like he deserves to be in, in the game over someone like – it's hard to take people out, you know. Maybe Nikolai Vucevic because, you know, he, he's just there because he's a big man and there's not much, you know. That skilled big men's in the East other than Embiid. So I feel like they had to include him from the Magic. But I would have loved to see Trey Young in this All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Beal's in there. Oh, another – someone also I think's a, a snub. Like, bam, like out of yeah, the Heat. Miami, yeah. Like, yeah, nah, there's always going to be rooms for – Snubs, you know. I mean, you said Trey Young. I mean, you got Mike Connolly, guard from Utah. Yeah. Uh, Bam. De'Aaron the Fox. Sabonis. 22.3. Shout out Pacers. Doing good this season. Sabonis doing, you know, what Paul George used to do for the Pacers. Tobias Harris. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some names, you know. But, you know, a snub in the starting rotation was uh Luka Doncic getting the start over Dame Time Dame Lillard. I felt like Lillard has been playing them better than Luka this season. He's just too clutch. Luka did hit a game winner tonight though. But Luka got carried by the fan vote, not necessarily the player and GM vote. So I feel like that was kind of sus. Luka does have more clicks. He's you know they're trying to market him in a way more than Dame right now, I feel like the NBA. So that could have been another like low key, you know, let's get try to get people to watch type of thing. But uh, Mavs are a bad team this year. I mean, they've even discussed trading Chris Stop Przingis. 
Yeah, so, I think that they should do that. Honestly. You think they should trade Kristaps? Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, he's been on the decline. And, like, who would take yeah, him, though, man? I don't know. Dude, he's, it's over. It's over for him. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's my Knicks bias just marinating in me. Um, yeah, no. Hey, look, I got Julius Randle on an all-star team as a Nick. And, and yeah, now look that's, at that's Porzingis trying to get, like, traded. Exactly. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily even think that, look, if I don't think anyone really wants that contract, that Kristaps contract, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But if you are able to get rid of him, put him, hell, put him on the Lakers or something, like beef up that team, whatever you can do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <LeBron>. but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, anything that you could do, more fire, more firepower. Yeah, I mean, um, I the Lakers are they, probably going to go up against the Nets or, you know, the Clippers against the Nets. So a big three is what is needed, I guess, to – compete with this Nets team that's been on a roll winning like seven straight games now if they're gonna move on from Chris stops now is the time to do it save the money so you don't have to just additionally pay him and honestly I think we saw tonight I think we saw tonight that Luka Doncic is the face and we've all we've all known this by now this is nothing new but it was just another moment to just remind ourselves that Luka Doncic is the face of of this Mavericks team. There's no double-headed horse. There's none of that. Double-headed monster. No, it's Luka Doncic. He is the man, the knight in shining armor. He's the guy. And and I don't think that it's up for argument here. And I think that this organization could profit from a Kristaps, could save the cat and draft around him, use that picks to just start young and start over. And if they're unhappy with him, his decline, he hasn't been playing well. They can start over. I think that that's a smart managerial move for them. And I definitely think that now is the time. Yeah, you still have ample time to win a championship with Luka. He's very young. So, you know, might as well trade Przingis. Now, don't let his trade value, you know, worsen. Trade, people could, teams could use a seven-foot-tall three-point shooter. No one's going to say no to that. I don't know what type of return you're going to get, but teams are – aren't going to, you know, decline the phone call or they're not going to be hesitant to call to inquire about a potential trade. Definitely. And with the season coming towards the, I mean, towards the end, the mid season, it's like eventually, yeah, it's getting, it's getting there with that happening. I think that that's going to persuade teams to actually like, like you said, pick up the phone, make a move right before the deadline. Hell yeah. And, and that makes the most sense. Like, push their team over the edge to help get them, help them get that chip. Yeah. Brennan, uh, do you, will you be watching the all-star game? Uh, probably not. Um, I like, honestly, like I, I the all-star game doesn't necessarily like attract me like that. I, I think it's definitely going to be one of those games that goes over my shoulders, goes over my head. Um, but you two watch the highlights later on, you know, I'll probably, I'll, I'll, put on, I'll put on the highlights. Um, yeah. I don't know. You? Yeah. Nah, honestly, it depends if I had time or not. But, you know, I wouldn't mind watching a few minutes of it. You know, I'm sad I missed uh, the Kobe Bryant themed one last year. I heard that was a really good game. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like seeing Luka Doncic starting. I mean, you said that Dame should be taking over him, and definitely I think that you were correct on that take. He's out, mm-hmm. he's out playing him, averaging, like, more points, uh, roughly, like, about one more point than him. Uh, Luka Doncic has averaging 28. Dame is, like, 29. Um, but no, I, I think you're right. I think all this, I think sports is evolving towards 
what the fan wants. They're trying to get the all-star game, something more exciting, more entertaining mm-hmm. um, as the rates have been, you know, not, not necessarily the best, not where they want them to be. Um, but I think you put Luka Doncic um, in this situation, I think it would be very interesting to see his abilities against like that competition. I, I mean, we've never seen this before. It would be, it would be like him starting. It would be something very interesting to me. One last thing before we wrap up this podcast, just want to you know, give my prayers to Tiger Woods as he is, you know, stable. He is, you know, jumping just now. He is currently awake and responsive after surgery, after he suffered a car crash, a very scary time to, you know, see Tiger Woods in a car crash, heading to the hospital. As soon as it's coming out, you know, I was hoping it wouldn't be another Kobe type situation. Praying for that, but I'm glad to see he's doing okay. Yeah, get better, Tiger. Thank you guys for listening to episode 13 of NY Fly Zone. It's been a, it's been a pleasure having you guys. As always, follow us at NY Fly Zone on Instagram and Twitter, and TikTok as well. Make sure to comment, share, just run this up. Leave a review on Apple Podcast. You know, share it on your Snapchat story. Share it on your Instagram stories. You know, if you if you like us, support us. Share us. Tell your friends about it. And yeah, just thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate all your support. Couldn't be here without you guys. So just continue to just spread the brands. And you got any ideas, any topics that you would like us to discuss, shoot us a DM. We love going over it. Yes, sir. And uh, with that being said, Bobby Schmerder is free. It's a good day for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday or whenever you listen to this. Peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone. Fuck with us and then we tweaking ho, tweaking ho. Run up on that nigga, get the squeezing ho, squeezing ho. Everybody catch him bullet hoes, bullet hoes. Niggas got me on my bullet.